Hello guys, welcome to In The Spotlight with your friend and brother Roger. Today we'll be talking about the Holy Spirit with a group of confirmation students on Zoom. Thank you. Welcome to the discussion. Hello guys, good morning. Good morning, I hope you guys are doing well. Well, as a... Uh, Rose said earlier today, we'll be talking about uh, the Holy Spirit, um, the effects of the Holy Spirit, and how we can ask the Holy Spirit to, to guide us, to use us, and to make us better Christians, better citizens, and partakers of the, uh, the graces given to us through baptism. Uh, a question that that I saw, or that I heard, you know, coming from the video, um, is the question that I like was, um, what type of fruits is my life producing? Do you want to share any idea? What are the type of fruits that you believe that your life is producing? And can others see it? Can... Can your girlfriend, can your sister, can your mom, can your friends see the changes that you're making? So, be free to share. Nope. Nobody sharing? All right. Okay, I can start. Hey, Roger, I'll start. This is Phil. How are you doing? All right, Phil. Go ahead. Okay. Mm. You know, I can't say that I have all the fruits. No, I don't think anybody has, but you know, one of mine is generosity. I learned a long time ago, you know, we grew up, I had a somewhat privileged background. I went to good schools. I grew up in a nice neighborhood. And, you know, through the years, I've become successful. So with, uh, with that being said, you know, I, generosity to me is not just monetary. I help people out. I look out for them. At work, I'm a senior in my position, so I help all the young kids coming up. I try to give them guidance of how to be successful, as I have been, you know. So that's the one thing I have. I can't say I have patience because sometimes I don't. That's that's I think is the hardest one to have. Because I think patience, frustration come with. Um, sometimes it comes with other people's attitudes, I suppose, that they don't seem to realize how important a situation can be. And that frustrates me. You know, and we have, we have three kids, so obviously kids and grandkids, you grow up with those, so of course you're going to be frustrated at times. And, yeah. Uh, but I think generosity is one that's, that's the easiest one to to have. That's the easiest fruit to have in your basket, let's say, because it's it doesn't take anything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take anything to, to share. Hmm. Yeah, that is so true. And, I mean, coming from my experience, so when I was in... Um, in high school in Jamaica, I used to be one of those kids who will hide away from class. I used to give a lot of problems and, you know, I was one of those kids who would just go to school and misbehave. And I remember when I went to college and I, you know, I, you know, I felt, felt the call to become a priest and I eventually answered the call to respond to that vocation to become a priest. Um, I remember going back to my high school and uh, 
some of my friends, well, some of the teachers at the school, they were surprised, they were shocked because they're like, you? No, that's crazy, not you, Roger, not you. You know, because I was just not your perfect kid. And so I would do a lot of stuff in, in school. Uh, it was a Jesuit school, so it was a Catholic school. So, you know, I was a Catholic too. And uh, the fact that I was misbehaving at a Catholic school. But they could, they could see, they could tell that, wow, something happened. Um, they could see the transformation. And so as we journey, as we journey as Christians, we, people will, will tell us, they can tell if we have become something different, if we have become new, if we are trying to change. And a lot of people, they're okay with us if we are trying to change for the good. And it's okay to struggle. It is okay to, to not be patient enough, because I'm not patient, trust me. I try to be. Um, so, I mean, we, we are going to have struggles along that journey, you know, going to the Christian way. Because the truth is, to be a Christian, to be a Catholic, is not an easy journey. And a lot of people, especially at work or at school, when they know that you are trying to better yourself, you're trying to change your life, your situation, that's when the, the temptations will come. That is where the comments will come. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, no, I don't think you, you're behaving bougie. You're behaving better than me or better than us. And so we have to reaffirm ourselves. And so we have to ask the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I have a prayer here that I always pray when I'm in church. I, I have it on a paper, but the prayer goes like this. I, I always pray it in Mass. So it says, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you will renew the face of the earth. And then the prayer goes on to say, Lord, by the light of the Holy Spirit, you have taught the hearts of your faithful. In the same spirit, help us to relish what is right and always rejoice in your consolation. And so when we have these moments of fears and doubts and anxieties and, 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 and all the situations of life, the impatience, those, those things that don't give fruit, don't give life to another person, we can take consolation in the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. The young lady in the video, she said that, you know, before she um, go to the kids, she normally pray, you know, come Holy Spirit. You know, Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you to transform me, to help to be a, a better parent, a better mom, a better dad, a better student, a better boyfriend, a better girlfriend. And so we should not be afraid to, to take um, you know, solace, to take comfort in the Holy Spirit. Because you and I are called to, 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 to be to different, to be transformed. And so I just want to make um, some symbols that are important um, in understanding the Holy Spirit. So there are different symbols of the Holy Spirit. 
um, we have the symbol of water. We know that water is um, symbolized life. It symbolizes new birth. It symbolizes cleanliness. Um, we know that when we are thirsty, we drink water. And so the Holy Spirit comes in the form of water. It is represented in the form of water. Because we can ask the Holy Spirit to transform us, to cleanse us, to purify us, and to make us new. And that is why when we are baptized, or we are going to be baptized, we are, we are washed in the water of baptism. The symbol of water being a purifying um, symbol, a symbol of newness. We also know that water can also be a sign of destruction. And so we can ask ourselves, what are the areas or where are the areas in my life that I need that water to destroy the, the anxieties, the fears? Where in my life that I need this water to strengthen my Christian journey? Where in my life I need this water to, to destroy the impatience in my life? And so we can ask the, the, this. We can ask God to give us this water that will destroy the addiction to pornographic materials, the addiction to to alcohol, the addiction to you know to smoking, the addiction to whatever causes us to 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 be on the other side of grace. And so we can ask God to send us this Holy Spirit, this cleansing water, to make us new. A second symbol of the Holy Spirit is that of anointing. Anointing. We see in King um, in Psalms, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 23, anoint my head with oil. In confirmation, when when you and I are going to be are being confirmed, the bishop or the priest anoints us with sacred oil. And this oil symbolizes that you are blessed. That you are not receiving the gifts of of um of grace, the gift to to prophesy, the, the gift to teach, and so the anointing symbolizes that you are also sealed, that you are also appointed and anointed to become a people that the world have to reckon with, and so when we are anointed, we are anointed as sons and daughters of Christ, and so. The Spirit is seen as something that anoints us, that allows us to prophesy, to teach, and to guide us along the way. A third um, symbol of the Holy Spirit is that of fire. Now again, when we are cooking our food, we use fire to cook our steak and our chicken, and we, cook, we use fire to cook our meal, to prepare our meals. Fire is also seen as um, fire is also seen as a, a, a destruction just like just like water we can see like in i think in california or somewhere and in australia recently we had fire you know constant fires um destroying lives and, and livelihood destroying homes and so the holy spirit is seen as fire the disciples they were in the upper room along with mary and they were afraid of the Jews. They were afraid of coming out because they were following Jesus. And they were pro proclaiming Jesus that he's the Messiah. He's the one who is coming to save us. 
But Jesus was killed by the Jews, by the Romans. And so they, they went away in the upper room in fear of the Jews. But what happened? Fire came. Fire came down upon them. Not the fire that destroys, but the fire that enlightens. And so as Christians, we should ask God for, for the fire, the gift of fire, so that we may have this zeal to proclaim Christ with our lives. You know, sometimes I go to the barber shop um, before COVID. I cut my hair myself now. But um, I would normally go to the barber shop. I'll go to a different barber shop. And I mean, I'll be in the chair and the guy, the barber will ask me, hey, are you a Christian? Are you something? You look, you always look like you're some somebody, you know? And I said, well, I'm studying to become a priest. Uh, you know, are we willing to share with others that we are Catholics? Are we willing to tell others that, you know, I believe in God? In a society where if you believe in God, you're seen as a baboon. In a society where you say, I believe in God, oh, you think that you're in the past, that you have not yet been enlightened by the science or by whatever there is. And so a lot of people today are afraid to say they believe in God. They're afraid to say that I am a Christian. They're afraid to say that you know, I'm a Catholic. They're afraid to say that I believe in Jesus Christ, in his life, in his death and resurrection. And so we can ask the spirit of fire to enlighten us, to strengthen us, to give us the, the vigor that we need for the mystery and for to be missionary apostles. A, sec, uh, a fourth symbol of the Holy Spirit is one of light and cloud. Um, in the in, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus went um, to the mountain with his disciples, and of course, we call it the transfiguration. In that moment, the, the a cloud came over the disciples, and Jesus was talking to Moses and Abraham in that transfiguration, and so. The Holy Spirit is seen as cloud and as light. Where, where in our own lives have we asked God to be light to us? Maybe we want to start a new job, but we don't know, we're not sure because there's a pandemic. And what if I change my job? Um, you know, what if they lay me off a week after? Ask the Holy Spirit to give us light to give us wisdom to make that decision. Maybe you're planning to get married, but you have doubts about your spouse or your whatever. You have doubts about that. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, where in my life do I need to make the decision necessary to, to marry this person that I love? But I'm seeing something that terrifies me. You know, something that, you know, I, I think I should talk, talk to him or her about, but I'm afraid of talking to her or him. And so ask the, Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you. Maybe it's that exam. 
um, maybe it's that child who's suffering from addiction or suffering from um, sexual orientation, whatever that is. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, I know my son or, or I know my daughter is struggling with maybe same-sex attraction. And Lord, I know what you teach. I know what your church teaches. But how can I, as a parent, reach out to that person, reach out to my child who was clothed in baptism? Or what if it is those who look different from me or think different from me? How can I deal with somebody who, is, who thinks different from me? Or maybe it's your mom who is so difficult to deal with. She's demanding. She's always complaining about stuff. You know, sometimes you may want to say, Mom, shut up. You know, leave me alone. But let us ask the Holy Spirit to give us that light with my words, with my actions. If I say this, if I, if I do this, will this affect the relationship? And so we must always ask God to give us this light. The Holy Spirit can also see, be seen as the hand of God. Do you and I trust the hand of God in our lives? When we are sick, when our family member or one of our family member dies, when our business is not going well, when the kids are not behaving, when our exams are not going well, when we're not focused in school, where can I find the hand of God? Where can I find the Holy Spirit in this situation? And where can I also recognize the hand of the Holy Spirit and make the changes necessary so that the Holy Spirit may transform you and I to become better citizens, better Christians? And lastly, the Holy Spirit as a dove. A dove, some people say a bird. How can we see the Holy Spirit as a dove? Do you and I take care of our dogs, our pets? Do we take care of our, the creatures given to us by God? Do you and I understand that the, the environment, the world is created by God. And so everything that is in the earth belongs to God and it's for God and given to us for us to take care of it. And so we should ask God, we should ask the Holy Spirit to give us the wisdom to understand and to appreciate the gifts of pets, of animals, and to give glory to God. And so when we, are, when we are in doubt, when we are in doubt, when we are in despair, in sadness, in confusion, when we are lonely, when we are tired, when we are overworked and consumed by life, call upon the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid to call upon the Holy Spirit. When you have nothing to say, when you don't know the words to say in prayer, come Holy Spirit. When you're leaving for work or school, or when you're preparing a meal, or when you're taking care of the kids, say, come Holy Spirit, transform me. 
So ask the Holy Spirit for patience. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, for understanding, for peace, for energy, for protection for your family. As we await the election results, a lot of people are, you know, worried that there's going to be an unrest or something. So let us ask the Holy Spirit for peace in our country, for peace, um, protection over our family, for protection of the president and those who are running again, who are running for presidency. Let us ask the Holy Spirit for health, for good health, because today we are here and tomorrow we might be sick and dying. So let us ask the Holy Spirit for good health. Let us ask the Holy Spirit for prosperity. As Christians, we sometimes are afraid to ask God for wealth. Wealth is good, it's from God, it is given by God. And it can be used, as Phil said, for, other, for others. It can be used to help those who have less or in need of help. And so ask the Holy Spirit for prosperity, to bless your family, to bless your marriage, um, to pray for those couples who are having um, issues with having babies. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to give them that prosperity they need so that they can um, produce and have children. And that, that's what I have. I'm not sure if anybody wanna share anything. I'm finished talking, I've been talking. So anybody else, come on. Come on, Miguel. I see you. Um, I found the what you were saying very interesting about the Holy Spirit. Um, I I think maybe one of the gifts for me might be I don't know um, um, happiness I guess because I'm usually happy it doesn't mm. really take much for me to get sad. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, in the video he said something that I that I like. He said. He said many times as Christians, when we're coming from Mass, we, we look we look as, as if we're coming from a funeral. You know, when we're going to work, we look so sad. When we're going to the groceries, we're so sad. Um, and so he said that we must look joyful. We must be joyful Christians. I'm not saying that we should walk around smiling all day long and looking like idiots. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying that we should be people that radiate Christ's joy. I mean, many times I have my own problems and I, I'll be walking around the seminary and I'll be singing. And the guys will be like, Roger, you're always singing. Why are you always singing? Deep down, I'm crying, even, but I'm, I'm able to, to sing, to say, God, I trust you. You know, I trust what you're doing. Yes, I'm not so happy with the decisions or with, with a grade or exam grade or whatever that is. But I'm singing and my singing is my form of crying that God, you are present and I trust you in this situation. So come Holy Spirit. And so we must be people of joy. You know, um, we can't be going to church and then, you know, we are on the I-95 and then somebody bad drive us or overtake us and we show them the middle finger. No, 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 no. 
we have to be people of joy. If, if we are going to the groceries, supermarket, and somebody opened the door for you, say thank you. You know, be loving, be kind. And these are fruits of the Holy Spirit. No. Yeah, so we, we have to be people of joy, of faith, you know. Um, many times, a lot of people say, you know, I don't go to church anymore. And you ask them, why you don't go to church anymore? Uh, you know, my parish is not so welcoming. They're always looking at me as if, uh, as if I'm the outsider of the parish. And maybe you are. Maybe it's the first time you're visiting. But many times our Catholic churches, they're known not to be so welcoming. You know, a lot of people not so smiley-smiley. So um, we should, you know, try to embrace that joy. Embrace that joy. Any other comments? Comments? Nope. All right. So, no comments. I don't need to be talking. All right. So, um, the titles of the Holy Spirit. Um, when we proclaim and when he proclaims and promises the coming of the Holy Spirit, Jesus calls him the paraclete. Literally, he who is called to one side, an advocate. So one of the titles of the Holy Spirit is the paraclete or the advocate. So you will normally hear this at mass sometimes. When the priest is praying, he said, Lord, send that paraclete. Basically, he's saying, send the Holy Spirit. Send the advocate. So um, the, the paraclete is commonly translated as consoler. So when we are in mourning, when we are in doubt, when we are um, suffering from depression, anxieties, let us ask the Holy Spirit to console us. To, to, to renew us. Um, in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, um, Peter refers to the, to the Holy Spirit as the, the spirit of the promise. He also, offered, he also called the Holy Spirit the spirit of adoption. And so we are spirit of adoption, meaning that because you and I are baptized, because you and I are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, we become sons and daughters. We become, we become adopted sons and daughters of Christ. He also called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Christ. Remember, the Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Spirit partakes in the work of Christ. The Spirit is also considered to be the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of God. And the Spirit is also called the Spirit of Glory. And so there are different names, there are different titles, there are different symbols of the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, we must not be afraid to cry out to God, asking for the Spirit of Adoption. Let us return to the, to the, to the main room as we go back. Thank you guys.
Thank you. Have a good week.